way Tara eats pizza, let me let me describe it to you and our listeners, is get it, look at it, and look, give me a look of like, oh my god, this looks so good. Then take a bite and immediately burn her mouth. <laughs> And then go, I can't believe I burned my mouth. And I'm like, really? Like, like I, I understand you're like, if you said, I can't believe I burned my mouth mm-hmm. again. But it's all, I'm like, you always burn your mouth. Mm-hmm. There's a thing I, I saw somewhere where it's like referred to as like the Jersey layer, which is putting a like big layer of cold Parmesan cheese on top of like your pizza. Mm-hmm. And that's why how they eat super hot pizza in Jersey, I guess. Oh, anyway. Well, no, but we were just like eggs like i was so unusually exhausted like i think matt went to go like run a few errands and i showered and when i got out of the shower it was like 8:01 p.m and i was like i'm not sure if i sit down on the couch i'm going to get back up again like like physically be able to i was like i don't know if i can take leo out for his like bedtime walk i am so exhausted i think i think we were perhaps asleep before 10 p.m yeah i i mean that's i've I don't remember if it was that night, but I definitely remember, like I said, last night was like that. And I've had more and more nights like that recently where it's just like, I'm exhausted. And you know what? No one can tell me I can't go to bed. I said something to someone the other day, like after being exhausted yesterday, where I said, I don't understand how people have children. Like, I can't understand being like, it would, I would just be like, dinner's on you kids. Like, good luck with the (laughs) stovetop. Goodbye. Like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Having like... Because I can make decisions like, you know what? I'm going to eat dinner right now, and then I'm just going to go mm-hmm. to bed. And there's nothing – like, there's no reason I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was – I think it was in the summer of 2021 when I visited Amy. And, you know, she has three kids. And every day I took a nap. Yeah. Only one of her children took a nap every day. But I also took a nap every day. Partly because I love naps. And because my friends who are listening to this were well aware of my love of naps. are like, Laurel, this is a normal day for you. Yes, but it was like – 20 minutes on the couch while watching a movie with her kids, right? It was just like, Aunt Laurel has to, like, rest and, like, go to sleep for a little bit to be able to keep up with y'all. I've been watching uh, a show lately kind of as my kind of go-to whenever new stuff. You ever ever heard of The Rookie? Yes, yes. Remind me who's Uh, who's in it? It's Nathan Fillion as, like, a late 40s, early 50s guy who decides to, like, suddenly become a cop mm-hmm. after you know his he gets divorced and all this there's a character on it who's a training officer who's like a real hard ass and is always like the thing is he's always testing his boots is what they call their uh trainees and he's got this woman and they're doing like a midnight shift and she yawns and she's like i am so tired and he goes and he's he's always so hard ass to the point where I'm like, why is this character likable? And the first time I found him likable, he turns and he goes, "You got to master the power nap boot." I told you this all day. Like, and I was just like, I was like, I, this character went from completely unrelatable to like, yeah, all right, I get this guy's like, you got to take these naps during the day so you can do the midnight shift. I I mean I've said this before that something I really when people are all like, oh, what skills did you come out of the pandemic with or something? Or like, what, you know, some people are like, oh, I, I you know, bake cake is fake cakes from scratch now or whatever. Mine is like mm-hmm. the power nap. I oh, yeah. have trained myself to be able to now fall asleep very quickly and very hard for as little as like 12 minutes. Where like after like those 12 minutes, I will wake up and have no idea where I am, what day it is. I will be groggy AF, but then I will like, recover and move along you hit rem pretty quick i can mm-hmm. um, so i always have to set an alarm because when people are like oh i'll just close my eyes for 20 minutes and i'll wake up i'm like no i, I won't 
I have this thing where I'm sleeping where my body knows if Tara is in the bed with me. Mm-hmm. As demonstrated by this morning, because apparently I was snoring and she got up and went and slept somewhere else. And when I'm when she's in the bed, like she's like, you're under the covers, you're like, you stay in your spot, whatever. And then she came in this morning and she's like, what happened to this bed? Because it was like the covers were like, we have like two, like kind of a thinner sheet and then like a thicker comforter. And then like, and then the top sheet or whatever it's called that I, that we, she's always like, why aren't you under the top sheet? I'm like, I don't understand the point of these, but anyway, um, I, and then like it, one was like, they were like one 80, the wrong direction. And like what, what the one that started off on top was in the middle and it was, she's like, what, how does it happen? I'm like, I don't like do this consciously. And I don't remember waking up and going, mm-hmm. oh, Tara's not here. And then start sleeping a different way. Mm-hmm. I don't know wh- why my body just goes, she's not in here, go nuts, limbs. <laughs> it's time to <laughs> do I, crazy I, motions I do all night. I think subconsciously we know if we're sharing a bed with somebody. Because it's kind of, I feel like there are times where even in a dream, I'll, I'll kind of almost feel myself be like, oh, no, wait, don't, like, don't, don't, don't stretch all the way over, out, you I know. Guess. Um, anyway, uh, I, I have, I've had an, an exciting day though. Uh, I've had this like nagging, like foot pain, um, like on the, oh, on cool. the bottom of my foot. Yeah. In the arch of my foot a little bit, um, on my right foot. And it's like, hasn't really gone away and like nothing. I mean, it wasn't like on a scale of like one to 10, the, the pain was like a five or a six. So it like, wasn't terrible, but I was like, oh, this thing isn't getting better no matter what I do. So I like finally made an appointment. I went to a foot and ankle doctor. Well, guess who has a stress fracture in the... Oh, a fracture! In, in the, one of the tiny little bones in the ball of your foot. I am, I'm going to try oh to now goodness. show you. It's not going to be able to fit into the screen, but I'm wearing this. You have something. Oh, you're in a, so you're in a boot? Um, so he said it definitely wasn't fresh, but it's not like a, like a trauma fracture where like I, you know, did something once that like broke it it's a stress fracture so it's like over time what you know this is probably a little a little crack developed into now just like a little like fragment of fraying of the bone um so yeah i'm gonna be in my boot for four to six weeks this is already a larger boot than when i broke my foot two and a half years ago (laughs) so um yeah, I've now. What did you do two. two and a half years ago? I can't remember. I I don't I don't know if y'all saw me um, during that time. Uh, it was it was December of 2020. Um, I I tripped over something. I was spending the night at my friend's Alice and Taylor's house in Fort Worth, coming back to Austin from Thanksgiving, and I don't know their house well. And I got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. The house was pitch black. I like tripped over something on my way to the bathroom. I remember my foot like really hurting. And then I like, oh, went no. back to bed. And then the next day, my foot didn't didn't swell at all. My feet don't swell, but it my I, I couldn't put weight on it so i drove back to austin with a broken foot and uh tara yeah. did this in baltimore she drove back from baltimore with a broken foot yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's, i don't i don't recommend but uh yeah so at least i have a kind of a better story i just like oh it's a stress fracture like okay but also there's a whole just, pete holmes bit about when he broke his foot about how he's like would you like to hear the story of how i traumatically injured one of my most important limbs i stepped on some uneven pavement <laughs> yes like like that is the thing i am i am convinced that anyone who breaks their foot does not have a good story um yeah because then everybody wanted to tell me the stories of people they know and it's all like stepped over a toy box and their foot landed wrong um well, yeah if it's a good story you broke your leg <laughs> well sure or like an ankle or something but yeah, yeah, yeah i'm just already like girding my loins for the the nosy nancy's that just strangers who see you and are like what happened to your foot i'm like none of your business (laughs) (laughs) 
but I'm, I'm also like, what if it's a really tragic story? What if it's like I was in a car accident, everyone else died, all I got was this broken foot? Like, oh, the coffin fell on my foot as I was the pallbearer at my mother's funeral. Yeah, like I just something like that. I feel like that's. I feel like those people learn a real lesson because I was like, you know what we don't do is comment on each other's bodies. So, <laughs> like, I, like if I see someone in a wheelchair, I'm not like, hey, what happened? By the way, your your line of I'm girding my loins at the at the at the nosy Nancy's was such a like Frasier esque mm-hmm. <laughs> bon mot. <laughs> it was very exciting. I mean, the it's only an excellent turn of phrase. Thank you. The only benefit of this was that people insisted I cut in front of them in line last time this happened. Like, like at the grocery store, people were like, "Oh, please, you go ahead of me," and then they would like gesture to my boot. I'd be like, "I'm really okay, but like, sure, thank you." Back in like '96. Went to Disney World with my mom and my dad and a, and a friend. And my dad had an, not a great knee, but I wouldn't even call it a bum knee or anything like that. But he definitely had one of those like pull-up braces that looked kind of intense on it. And we'd be walking around Disney World and it would be amazing how much his limp would increase the second the line seemed <laughs> long. And he'd be like, oh, oh, geez. And they go, oh, sir, sir, why don't you just cut through? He's like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and then he cut through. And it was just, I always... I just always think of that. And I think now at Disney World, like as a diabetic, like I can go to the front in the first day and I have to like do this whole thing where I like prove I have diabetes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And like then I'll be able to cut in lines and stuff like that. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know, that seems rude. My sister's like, I, I have had a friend who was diabetic and passed out from low blood sugar in the heat there. And then my sister's like, yeah, you should you should do that anyway. If you want to do it and then you decide, she's like, you can do it and then go, you know what, I'm going to wait in line. And I bet by the second ride, you're like, you know what, I'm finally using this diabetes mm-hmm. to my advantage. There you go. Um, I One of my friends was like, you should, so I'm flying in a few weeks. She was like, you should use this as an excuse to pre-board because it's Southwest. And she's like, you should use this as an excuse to pre-board um, that you, you know, that you can't stand on your yeah. foot for that long on the jetway. And, you know, that it, that it just, you're, it's awkward moving down the aisle and stuff. So it was like best if you board when there's not a lot of people, you know, this will be holding up and everything. So I'm like, you know what, yeah. we'll, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Um, but yeah, so uh- um, that, and then also my blender broke today. Went to go make myself a post-doctor's appointment smoothie. I was very, I was really looking forward to it. I needed that cold, healthy treat. And uh, my blender just like let out a very loud shrieking noise as I turned <laughs> it on. And then it was not blending. So. Yeah. It's just. It's yeah. That's, that's, the blenders don't slowly die no, out. No, blenders go out with a. That's very <laughs> Like nice. any blender I've ever had that broken is just like, oh man, what a great blender I have. And then death <laughs> yes like there was no like oh this doesn't seem to be blending as well as it used to no it just went yeah. from perfect working condition to dead i would look up some youtube videos there might be some i feel like that might be something that there's a, at least a kind of a fix to look at but i, I don't know well matt, matt pointed out that he thinks maybe the gears are stripped and the fact that it's not blending perhaps it's just i mean it is like a seven or eight year old blender that i do use like pretty regularly so it's possible that it has just fair enough given up the ghost uh, um should should we should we kick off? Uh, I was just gonna ask because I'm like I don't have a good blender segue, but do you want to kick off into season eleven episode two of of the show we're here to talk yes, about? Yes, a man, a plan, and a gal, Julia. Right off uh, the bat, I have something to say about the title, but were you going to give us a little synopsis? Well, first I was going to introduce the show. Hello, Seattle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm right. I wish I could say I'm on painkillers and that's what led to this, but I'm Laurel with a bump. Are you on painkillers? No, I'm not in pain. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So you're just, so it was just kind of annoying. 
it was just kind of like a nagging thing. And yeah. I, I have plans to run a half marathon like next, like February. And I, I just, I haven't been able to run. And so I was like, well, but I, I need to get this looked at since it's not getting better with time or like ice right. or okay. whatever or rest. So, so I was just, I assumed it was like, I'd like strained a tendon or something. And they were going to like, give me a little shot of some cortisone. And I was going to go on my merry way, not leave with a clunky boot and have to stay where for four to six weeks in a hundred degree temperatures. Oh, geez. And we're the Craniacs. We talk about Laurel's foot and also Stranger. Uh, today, like Laurel said, we're 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 uh, watching a man, a plan, and a gal, Julia. Now you know what this is a play off of the title, right? Okay, the, the palindrome. Oh. oh no! A man, a plan, a canal, Panama is a palindrome. Uh, no, I have never heard that before oh okay i love a good palindrome though so thank you i that's probably my favorite it's a long one. Oh, i like rats live on no evil star oh that's a good one um anyway uh this made me think of a cookbook that my friend clark's mother or some relative gave him when he went to college called a man a can a plan 50 <laughs> 50 great guy meals even you can make readers listeners i have found it on amazon i will be posting this oh in yeah i'm curious the, about that in the group it is apparently a series now and the reviews i mean i, I think it's still in print because reviews were pretty recent and mm-hmm. a lot of them are very uh let's just say stereotypical gender norms um yeah that's exactly what i want mm-hmm. with my cookbooks is yep like one person start like, off. i like to give this as a wedding gift along with the betty crocker cookbook you know something for the husband something for the wives um i don't know that anyone Clark who does if someone it. did that at my wedding i'd be like well this is you know how sometimes there's people that you just you're like well this is the last time i'll ever see this person <laughs> that would have been it when i opened it up well um, i mean it, it, probably if they're giving that to you it's not somebody you see a whole lot anyway right so. it's it's great aunt so and so um Lattice. i guess i'm falling into gender norms by assuming it was a, a female uh i, I don't relative think, I don't think but, it's too big of a stretch to assume that men are not out there gifting cookbooks like grilling books perhaps but i don't know i don't think men are gifting cookbooks that say hey look how terrible men are at cooking right like i don't think <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it'd be a weird thing to like go, hey, look what a bunch of idiots we are, but we can open a can. Um, after breaking up with Julia, <laughs> Fraser lapses into his usual self-pitying funk. Niles reminds him that he has a fear of commitment that leads him to sabotage all his relationships with women. Again, that feels like the first two sentences of a longer uh, synopsis. Yes. You want to hear the Hulu one? Julia uh ruins niles and daphne's baby announcement julia ruins every moment of that entire dinner i again this feels a little like sloppy writing that they were like you know what we just gotta really dial julia up in terms of her annoying like terrible person factors they picked every writer going through a divorce (laughs) so it's like why don't you four write this one they're like i got something to say um yeah this one there were parts of this one I thought were very funny. There were parts of this one that I was just kind of like shrug. Um, it does. My, my last note, however, is thank God in heaven, Julia is out. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this starts with Niles and Daphne at Nervosa saying that they decide they want to tell Frazier and Martin that night. They want a dinner at their house. Mm-hmm. They want to tell Frazier and Martin that they're expecting. And uh, Daphne leaves and Frazier comes in and sits down with Niles and I, uh, when he was like, oh, like, 
comes in in a lot of turmoil because he's I, I think we're supposed to assume that the night before was when julia was supposed to come over and cook dinner like we're picking up right with the last mm-hmm. episode left off and oh, Roz okay, ends yeah, up yeah, having yeah. dinner with him um and uh he's like in a bunch of turmoil about julia and niles is, says something and Frazier's like, you don't want to hear my problem? And he says, I wish to remain in my good mood, which I so appreciated. Now, Craniacs, and but, Ryan specifically, because you're the only person I can talk to right now. Don't we all have that friend where you're like in a great mood and you like meet up with them for like happy hour or something? And they are just immediately like telling you every problem they have, which I'm not saying that friends aren't here to listen to you vent and to be, you know, right. to be a listening ear but sometimes you're like can we just like i don't know like talk about the barbie movie or something <laughs> transparency is very important in communication but i also like fraser's like but i wish to unburden myself yes. like i've also been on that side where it's like you know with tara where i'm like oh i want to vent about something mm-hmm. and she's like i just can't right now and i'm like okay like but but like it takes a while like you can't just stop like that train has like a little bit of a, like a psh, like slow down and mm-hmm. skid mm-hmm. you know so i'm like okay give me a minute i thought i was gonna get to do this and i need need more time but yes. i did like his like i wish to unburden yes. myself felt very much i feel like there was a line last episode we were saying that felt very very um oh, well, it was, i demure it, i demure you demure no, it was uh it was like Sherry Niles, he's like, no, thank you, but we're going to mull. We always mull over yeah, Sherry. That's what it was. That's what it was. We always we always drink Sherry when we mull. Um, I think there's a lot of jokes this season that are like, this is normally what Fraser does, and him being very like kind mm-hmm. of meta, whatever. And so Niles, I would say, rather wrongly points out that Fraser messes up different relationships because he is afraid to commit that he messes them up for very silly or just unimportant reasons which i don't feel like he has for a few seasons i feel like that right. was a long time ago yeah like when he he, talk, he refers to Faye and cassandra and i was like um both of those actually that that relationship those relationships ended because he they found out that he was dating both of them <laughs> so, right right, right. Um, you know silly things like infidelity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so he says you know why don't you commit to commitment so Frazier then, I, I I guess I didn't know Matt Frazier was then going to turn around and call Julia. Maybe I just missed that Niles was saying you should really give her another chance. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, there was a bit there where I kind of like phased out. I don't know why. And I kind of picked back up when she showed up again. I don't oh, okay. know why. But I, I, it's after they leave Nervosa. So okay. when they're still there, because there was a whole scene where he's like, you said Frazier, which apparently mm-hmm. was like a ad lib like that was not that was just a little bit they did because oh kelsey Grammer screwed up the line i remember seeing that like back when we started this podcast and something popping up somewhere and me seeing that scene and then being like that was like that was, the scene was supposed to end a different way mm-hmm. and like that was a blooper that they left it. in kind of yeah, yeah yeah exactly so we, we get back to fraser's apartment and he is showing martin his new hand towels that have like a, a lace on them and he's putting them in the front bathroom and uh uh Martin says something maybe about like missing the old towels or something. And Frazier says, you may miss the luxurious feel of your trouser fronts, <laughs> which I had way too hardy a laugh at. See, I think this is when I kind of miss it. Cause when she brought up the towels later, I was, I just, I didn't think of it as it was a callback to something. It was just uh, me yeah, going, no, Frazier was that was, of course, those are the kind of towels that Frazier would Yeah. Have. It was like some towels that he had ordered, especially, and they had like a, a, a very specific type of lace, like trim on mm-hmm. them or something. They were very, but, Martin was just basically like, those don't even look like towels. Like, they don't even look like they would dry my hands. Yeah. Uh, she shows up. 
and of course is like let now she did he write he wrote he like left her a message that had like a soliloquy and uh, all this stuff he on said it. uh there was a sonnet and she claims to not yes, have gotten his message and that she's there to look for an earring that she dropped the mm-hmm. night before and then it turns out no she did get his message and then she's all like i think i may have dropped my earring in the bedroom at which point i was cringing just as hard as i was in the last episode when she was all like i brought something for dessert there's some sauce right here i was like well oh that i don't know this one didn't bother me nearly nearly as much uh it may have been just because i i was still kind of like again today has 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 has, has been another kind of busy day so i've been kind of out of it so i think i was a little like i picked back up when they were in when niles and daphne and they and martin come in and they're like oh they've been they're at the movies but they'll come back here afterwards which i thought it was then going to be this whole episode of them trying not to see each other mm. or something like i thought it was going to be like a kind of a open open door closed door farce thing mm-hmm. you know of them being in different rooms and that sort of thing but it, th- that lasts about five minutes yeah. when fraser tries to say that they're stuck at the th- you know they're not going to be able to make it and then he comes outside and they're there and then I'm, i am glad that they're not like it didn't then become how could you lie to me it's like mm-hmm. they're kind of skipping over some of the usual stuff you yes. have in, in in uh sitcoms yes and also something that's just been done way too much in this Mm -hmm. sitcom um so fraser and julia so niles and daphne are there cooking the dinner that they were going to cook their apartment but now their their oven's broken so julia joins their like family dinner which like niles and daphne are a little like hesitant about they're like oh you know we were just gonna right which i I can't which obviously we understand because we know what why they've asked to have this dinner (laughs) and fraser's like what would you like to do give her 50 dollars and tell her to beat it (laughs) yeah which okay then the the way she acts and i granted she's never been super like good with people and has always been kind of bitchy for lack of a better term yeah a little like but blunt. the um, uh, the amount she turns it up in this is psychopathic that's what i'm like, saying the writers were lazy or oh, like we just got to write her out so we're just like, gonna not like yeah this was the verbal equivalent of like she fell in a volcano mm-hmm. remember when i was saying last time it's like uh Poochie. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. My, I, I have to go. My planet needs me. Mm-hmm. It was like there. Poochie died on the way back to his home world. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It was like we need to like as believably as possible be like no one would ever want to have any. I mean, she still works at the station, I guess. So I guess yeah. she could still show up. No, I, please don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that she's. Still I need got, Kenny I mean, to be like we fired her next episode. I, no, at this point, my freshman year of college, I definitely feel like Desperate Housewives was on. Let's just see when Desperate Housewives started, because she had a leading role on Desperate Housewives. Yes, so. and my dad loved that show. It was very popular for a while. Um, let's speaking of Nathan Fillion, I think he was a guest star on it for a while. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't. Uh, Oh, it started in 2004. Gosh, I didn't know it started my sophomore year of college. Interesting. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, they just, Julia has a true villain arc from here on out. Yeah. She tells Daphne and Isles that she doesn't eat bird because they, what, like sit in their own feces. I was like, okay, um, sure. I've never heard that before from anyone. either. She overhears Niles and Daphne. Also, but they, she was also, it wasn't pheasant. It was, it was, it was partridge. partridge. Do people eat partridge? I, I didn't know that was. I guess I don't know, and I have to I, say that I feel like Martin picked up a very big piece of uh, protein from what I would consider the size of a partridge. I'm assuming that. Oh, well, I guess I don't know how big a partridge is because to me, I, I guess I, like yeah, they didn't go out and get partridges. They probably just got little hint, little Cornish hens yeah, or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, she ruins the telling that Daphne is pregnant. Yeah, and she then overhears she's kind Niles of... and Daphne in the kitchen talking about it. And then, well, and I, I don't blame her for this, that she assumes that the whole family knows. And she's like, then just bring it up to be like, oh, you didn't tell me. Congratulations. Right. But yeah, then yeah, she... yeah. That, that, but then she's like rude to oh, Daphne yeah, about she, she it. She says, oh, what, what you mean? Or like, I'm glad she's pregnant. I, I thought maybe she was just getting paunchy or something like it's so, <sighs> so bad. And then she keeps answering her phone at the table and being like, yeah, what's up? No, I can talk. And then just sitting at the, t- it's things like that where I was like, this is where the writers got so lazy. The, the, yeah, the joke seemed to be it was like going to be like, no matter what she does, Frazier is so determined to like get through mm-hmm. this that he's going to stay with her. And like, it was getting almost cartoonish to the point where she would just be sitting there like stabbing him softly mm-hmm. in the side. Mm-hmm. Just like, what now? And he's like, this is fine. It's like that meme, like the whole room's on fire and he's like, this is fine. Yes, yes. Uh, I do want to point out when Niles brings out drinks for everybody before the dinner really gets started and she takes the beer off of the tray and Martin mm-hmm. looks so aghast. I was like, well, Niles, did you ask her what she wanted to drink? Like, you just assumed she would want champagne or whatever? Also... Beer comes in six packs, and I know that's how he buys them, yes. so there's got to be five more in the fridge. Exactly. Like, go get another one. I, have some beer. I thought Martin mm-hmm. would be like, oh, hey, another beer drinker or something like that. Um, yeah. So he, she also, after dinner, says to Martin that if he still needs a cane after 10 years, uh, he should fire his physical therapist. This was kind of funny. And she's like, well, if he'd stretch more, well, I thought it'd be your job to make sure he stretches. Well, I can't be with him every moment of every day. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you lived here. She's like, no, she's I like, don't. Well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was very funny um i i don't know like that's it she's real pain in the butt there's a there's a moment where oh i remember she starts choking and everyone yes. looks no and fraser doesn't notice and they all look around like are you gonna save her and i was like oh my god is this how they're gonna write well, the thing is, she was, off the show i don't blame people for not doing anything i mean they should be like oh are you okay but she was coughing and i was like oh if she's coughing there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do she's gonna get it like you aren't supposed to give the hind leg yeah. to someone who's coughing so i was like mm, she's fine um but they were all just kind of like looking around and yes fraser said that he had his back to her and assumed that that was her just continuing to make jokes about his pictionary drawing Right. And then when he figures that was going on, she goes in the bathroom and he's like, shame on yes. you. It was such a good Frasier delivery. And it's not until she comes out and says that uh, his hand towels look like they belong to like an old lady or something that Frasier's like, get out. But like, that was the one part where I was like, not feeling any sort of sympathy towards Julia, but I was like, what does this have to be from her perspective? Because I, the idea of like, I just had sex with this guy, like I'm meeting his family, like... I think things are going great. You walk out and just like, get out. Like what? Like that's gotta be a very jarring mm-hmm, experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we already know she doesn't really read the room well. And cause she's a sociopath of some yes. sort. She doesn't understand human emotions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, um, there's a little bit at the end where she says she's wishing for a girl and then Niles and Fraser do something. And then, She's like, well, maybe, or she's like, I want a boy. And then she goes, well, maybe a girl will be fine. And I was like, she goes, oh, I wish it was a boy. And then they did something. I I was like, here comes Martin with, I wish I had a boy too or something. And I was like waiting for that to happen. I was like, I'm not really going to be a fan of this. And it wasn't that. But little did I know Martin was going to be pretty unbearable in the next episode. But we'll get, uh, we'll get to that here in a sec. Anything else you want to talk to, uh, talk about on this one? I have to remember what Martin does in the next episode. Um, He's the most homophobic part, okay, in my okay. opinion, of the next okay. one. Um, 
so I actually, for as much as Julia really annoyed me throughout this whole episode, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think I would give this, um, I think I'd give this six partridges. I would do the same. I'd give it six. Um, I hadn't really thought about what I was going to do, so I'll say lost bedroom earrings okay. is the first thing that pops in my head. Okay. Um, I will say I did. There's one thing I wanted to mention. Apparently, I, I didn't write good enough notes to know when they said this, and I don't remember. It said I'd like to strike you, but it, of course, but you speak the truth. And I wrote next to that line, "Crochet that on a pillow." So uh-huh. anyway, um, Laurel, before we go on to the next episode, we have some email. <gasps> Guys, uh, this, that was a genuinely surprised yes. note because I did not know that this <laughs> was happening. Do. Okay, do share. Uh, this is from Ryan. Uh, not me. I didn't write this. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hi, like, Laurel and Ryan. Uh, I think Ryan is great. He's the best. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is from, I don't want to say, you know, his last name, but hi, hi, Laurel and Ryan. I was sad when you didn't release since April. I was worried you threw in the towel. It was great to hear your voices again to unwind before bed. That's nice. I feel like that I should really like bring it be like, calm down, feel yourself relaxing from your head. You know what? How about as we finish the episode, we go into a little bit more ASMR. Let's do that. We'll, we'll, we'll try and remember to do a very calm Mm -hmm. for Ryan, uh, a very calm ending. Uh, I hope you think of something else you want to do together when this is done. Maybe a Scrubs rewatch if you were into it. Uh, Scrubs wasn't my thing. I kind of jumped in with, I, I think it's very funny. It's just not really something I'm interested in doing again. But we are trying to figure out what we're going to do next. Don't you worry. Uh, I called in once and you played my recording. So that must have been a long time ago. I have talked yeah, about that I finally that more. unpinned our uh, voicemail from the top <laughs> of our Twitter. <laughs> so I was like, mm, don't call. I have talked about that more than a couple of times around the house, trying to convince my family I'm kind of famous. Well, that's that's very flattering to us. I love that so much. I'm that episode you asked how I found you. I did a Google search a couple of years ago because I watch actually listen only at this point uh, to Frasier most every night to fall asleep. I have probably watched listened more than 10 times. At this point, I only get through the first 10 minutes before I'm out. If you ever want to try to stump me with Frasier trivia, I'm down. I think that I, I will try and look up some good Frasier trivia. I feel like for me only watching this once, I don't know that I have like I, I, I'd say I'm got more Frasier trivia than the normal person, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. ever consider myself a Frasier expert just yet um i mean i think you may remember that twice my favorite bar in dc where we played trivia did like one of the categories was fraser and i got i got like all of the answers but one and it was like what bulldog's show was called and i just couldn't remember oh, all of the words i couldn't i don't think i could either it's like bulldog's bonzo bonanza it's something like just, that yeah yeah anyway please keep on through the home stretch and then do something else i enjoy you too well thank you very much my oh. only critique and this is where it comes into the end. And I, I will say I do agree with him here. Uh, my only critique is that I think you are a little hard on the show. I wish you liked it as much as I do, but it is all in the eye of the beholder, so I enjoy your critique as well. Thank you, Ryan. I will say this. I think if you go by our ratings, it seems like we don't like the show as much as we do. Mm-hmm. I, I like agree. the show a lot. It's just, especially with me, like, I love Star Wars, but I love things that make Star Wars goofy and weird and stuff like that. Same thing with this. Like, to fill time, if you really want to nitpick stuff, it's good. And I think at the end I go, well, you know, I felt like hedging my bets a whole lot. That's why I've started kind of trying to rate the episodes before I get on the show and we talk about all the little mm-hmm, nitpicky mm-hmm. stuff. I, I don't want to necessarily speak for you, Laurel, but, like, yeah, that's how I feel is that 
I like it more than our numbers would indicate, but I, I, I think if you listen to what we say, it, it, we do love this show. Oh, for sure. I mean, I would not be doing this podcast if I didn't love the show. Um, I, I do think that, and I think I've said this before, I do think there's a downturn in perhaps quality of episodes, but also perhaps just my own enjoyment of them as the seasons go on, uh-huh. um, you know, as we get later into the into the run of the show. But that doesn't mean there haven't been episodes in this later runs that have really surprised me by how much I've enjoyed them. Because especially we're getting to ones that I just haven't seen very much, if at all. Like, I had not seen this one. This one had... Or if I have, I did not remember it at all. Um, so I'm still, those are pleasant surprises. But mm-hmm. writ large, no, I do very much I mean, love this show. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Ryan. And if anybody else wants oh to, uh, of so course, much, email us. E- email us. Uh, we'll say this again at the end, but we are craniacs at gmail.com. C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. Um, also, uh, do you know where Ryan's from, did he say? He didn't in this email. He probably did in his voicemail. So um, I want to say he was from Dallas, but I may be making that up. I don't see anything in his email that is indicating where he's from. Mm, But get at us, Ryan. Let's know where you're from. Yeah. So we can say Ryan from blah, blah, blah. Also, Um, I I mean, I'm glad to know that now there's like five people who are sad (laughs) that we stopped recording and are... That we're no, now back, nice. back I, I am glad we came back, but yeah, we did take a long break, and I think we needed it. But but I also think we said we were taking a long break. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't. Just well, I'm sure other people have said they've taken a long break, and it has become an indefinite break. Yes, but like, there are some podcasts where they just like stop recording. Like the previous episode, yeah. just like, all right, guys, see you next time, and then it's like nothing ever again. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next one is called "The Doctor Is Out." Season 11 episode. Oh, by the way, uh, A Man, A Plan, A Gal, Julia, directed by Kelsey Grammer. Um, uh, The Doctor is out. And this is what I think is a beautiful encapsulation of this episode. A misunderstanding leads the town to believe that Frasier is gay. And when I read that, I went, the town? You mean the town of Seattle? And then I watched the episode, and indeed the entire town seems, the town of Seattle, seems to believe he is gay. Um, I can, can had I just say Oh yeah, go ahead. What no, I'm about to get into the episode. So Oh, so I was going to do the same thing. Okay. Well, I just want to say that I have to give you credit for yes. just in the last episode saying that you thought Patrick Stewart would be a great guest star this season because of Star Trek and who fit right in with Frasier and what mm-hmm. is written in all caps at the very top of my notes right here is Patrick Stewart and underlined. I mean, I, wrote, I, was, I was very I impressed. wrote I called it. Yes, I was mm-hmm, very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also, I will say like, before we really get into the minutiae, I think he was really great. Agreed. He's, he's a very top tier. I think he was having fun. I think he was appropriate amount of corny. I yes. think he was really good. I think he understood the assignment. I think, yes, yes. I completely agree in an episode that who boy. <laughs> I, okay. I went back and forth on this one. There were parts where I was like, come on guys. And there were other parts where I was laughing out loud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And granted, I think it's a, I, I don't think like. A while ago, one of my favorite episodes, and I need to watch it again to see if it holds up, was the one where Fraser's boss thinks they're yes, on a date. The matchmaker. And, and I think this one had a really good line through it, but then, like, because the idea, what was funny to me was how far will Fraser go to be part of upper crust society? Mm-hmm. And this one was, this obviously had the, like, mid 2000s gay panic friends esque mm-hmm. humor but the idea it was so funny near the end when it was just like 
everyone thinks you're dating. And it felt more of like, you need to explain to this person that you're not dating. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because it was so far outside the thing, the, his comfort zone, or like, it wasn't just like, this is a woman who thinks, you know, this is a heterosexual mm-hmm. relationship. It is, Frazier had, was so oblivious, quote, like, I think forcefully oblivious to himself that the entire town had assumed he was gay mm-hmm. and he was willing to go with it to get great opera seats to get whatever yes. and i thought the way he ended it while weird and i think patrick stewart should have had a lot more questions about what had happened mm-hmm. over the previous weeks i thought it was kind of touchy he's like he's like all i can be is a friend to you and mm-hmm. not like come on guys let's get out of here because you know like or something yeah. like that which i yeah. feel like would have been the end of a, of a, of a friend's episode or mm-hmm. something but yeah i had concerns at the very very beginning of the episode when roz introduces her new boyfriend who is very toned and also i i have nothing against roz for this but he looked so much younger younger than yeah. roz um which good for you roz um oh but, yeah but uh it's he's like very toned he's the the women's clothing buyer at bidwell's like fraser and niles and martin start to make or fraser niles not martin start to make comments about that they think that this guy like might be gay and they start to I, talk. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it was interesting because I, I'm curious how John Mulaney felt. Uh, not John Mulaney, John Mahoney. Also, I'm curious how John Mulaney felt about this episode. Uh, but uh, John Mahoney, like, this was probably his his safest moment when he was like, "He's not gay," but it wasn't even like him being like, "He's not gay." Like, how 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 dare you just assume someone's gay because of this? Mm-hmm. It's just him being like, "That's not," you know, like. I like them kind of making fun of him. It's like, oh, yeah, because he wasn't holding a poodle. And, like, John, mm-hmm. he's like, that's right. But it was still like, good Lord. Like, I I, I want to see when we what season we started being like, what is going on with Martin? And, like, when did Mark Martin get a red MAGA hat and start being like Yeah, we, we, could, we could probably figure it. Because it's definitely been in, like, At I mean, least I, the I, last I would, three or four. Yeah, I would say probably, I don't think it happened. I don't think it was really before season seven, but. Okay, so wait, so when Niles said, another way you know he's not gay, no poodle, Niles was kidding? That was a joke? Yeah, I okay. think. Okay. I think he was saying, I think what he was making fun of is, like, Martin is like, he's not gay because he's not adhering to absolutely, like, far-fetched mm-hmm. tropes. Okay. I think. I don't know. It wasn't really a good joke. I did it, like the bit where he goes. It was 2003, so it's hard to know. Right. Niles is like, no poodle. I, I do like, I don't think this joke is necessarily appropriate, but the bit where he was like talking about how Roz's clothes had been in the closet too long and mm-hmm. Fraser goes, one wonders what's been in Barry's closet a little too long. Mm-hmm. Like that made me laugh. I don't think it's a good joke, like an uh, yeah. appropriate joke, but I it had a I, good I thought it was a very easy joke for 2003. I was like, oh, here we go. He's got, Roz's clothes, a closet's going to come up. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I also wrote, and I wrote this early, so it made me kind of, I, I said, Fraser and Niall sure have a lot of a nerve talking about who seems gay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in 2003 and of course the next scene is fraser stuck in niles's short shorts and then they think they see barry was his name I think barry yes going into what was the name of that bar B- B- billy's bill uh B- so, billy's den or something like that no i think it was two b words because it was like the way it was was oh, like horizontal billy's, and vertical billy's it was something, uh, yeah, whatever. And then he goes this, in, and they're having a leather night, which they're not having it that they, night. But he goes, 
how do you know it's a gay bar? He goes, well, Thursdays are leather nights. Yes, yes. So. So, yes that, that's what I mean. Like they, they are having one, not, they are not in the act of having one, which of course yeah. reminded me of, um, are you familiar from your time in DC of MAL, Mid-Atlantic Leather? Not off the top of my, I remember there being like a leather shop in DC and I'm assuming this is it. Oh no, Mid-Atlantic Leather is a uh, weekend uh, it is at the uh, a Hyatt in oh. D.C. And um, let me see. I mean, this is going to now really mess up my Google algorithm, but here we go. Um, it is, uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily like, it's not BDSM. That's not, it, it's, it's, a, it's a like leather aficionados who are gay extravaganza in dc um, i well, have friends that usually go every um every year and um let me just say it says here uh it all began with a party and a ring so <laughs> oh learn about the history of leather cocktails and mid-atlantic leather here we go oh boy yeah it has to do with like a motorcycle club um Listen, I know I claim to be progressive, but this is I'm getting more and more. Okay, uncomfortable guys, I'll just drop this. I'll just drop this in the in the group um so you can all uh <laughs> you can all just just read about it. Uh save the date January 12th through 15th is M A L 2024. But so but occasionally oh, I would be like close to this Hyatt in DC and would just see some things on that weekend. Yeah. And would just and be like what is going on? Oh, it's Mid-Atlantic leather, isn't it? That's It's kind of funny because there was an episode of Grace and Frankie where uh, I forgot. Uh, uh, Sam Waterston oh, and Saul and Robert. Saul and Robert, you know, gay couple. Like Saul, they go to a gay bar, and it's a young gay bar, and Robert like hates it, and he leaves, and he finds a gay bar next door that's for old mm-hmm. gay people, and like Gil Chesterton, the mm-hmm. ca- the the actor who plays him, is there in leather, just mm-hmm. like at the bar, like hello, like, and he's Gosh, like, why do you do this? And he's like, well, I found out this is who I am, and blah blah blah. Like you know, it was just really, I just. I was like, I love this leather bar. This sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just go in there and it's quiet as a beer. And then so they, also they're all wearing leather. They thought they saw Barry going into this bar. It turns out they didn't. looks like he lives like next door. So yes. that w- when they turned around and he was gone, he had just gone into his home. Um, and it turns out that Fraser knows the bartender who is his furniture polisher. And yeah. I, I loved that uh, the bar had Sherry. Oh, I wrote that down. Because not only did the bar have Sherry, it was like, you ever seen the movie UHF? I don't know. I doubt it. I've never heard of that movie. It's Weird Al's movie from the 80s. But there's this part where they think they're going to get fired and they go to a bar. And it's like the one guy goes, I'll take a beer. And Lou Weird Al's like, I'll take a blueberry margarita. And they go, and the guy goes, here you go. And like has both of them just at the ready. And that's what the sherry felt like to me. I'm like, who has sherry in like a bar like that? It's just like right there. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, we got to keep it with, I like, I imagine you would go sherry, sherry, and like look for it a little bit. Yes. Maybe. Uh, so then it turns out, you know, they don't find Barry in the bar. Um, Niles comes in to get him. Somebody ends up thinking mm-hmm. that there are a couple, of course, hilarity ensues. The next day, uh, Fraser's answering. Well, it, oh, oh. I just want to say that like the, 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 the music goes up and they're oh, yes. yelling and then it cuts out between songs and um, Niles, Niles is, like, is I'm like, I, take I'm, me home. <laughs> take me home right now. Yeah. And I'm like, I knew that joke was coming, but I don't think I knew that. I was like, what are they going to say? Like, and I thought that was, again, 2003 sitcom could have been way like weirder and more appropriate and i did like it be like take me home it was just i just like because i'm looking for guys like i can see that like it was just like they weren't super 
you know, it was, I, I don't know. I, I'm also not exactly qualified to make this statement, but that's where I'm coming from. So. Um, I, I do think that when after Fraser orders his sherry and the music starts playing and Kelsey Grammer just kind of starts you know, <laughs> bopping like a little, <laughs> I, I swear that that's a gif for Fraser. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. So so the next day, Fraser's at work and he's answering a call from, I think, a guy named Kevin. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Do you know who the caller was? Uh-huh. Benjamin Bratt. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, talk about a fl- blast from the 2003 past. Uh, and I, I don't remember what the call was about. Do you remember? I just remember what the end of it was when he was. He, he was yeah, it was something where he's like, "You need to be true to yourself," and he's like, "You got a lot of nerve saying that." I saw you at the gay bar the other, day. and then I liked all the the, the little things where he's like, "You, how come you knew the bartender?" Yes. And I was like, "This is really funny." And then Fraser's like, "Look, I was looking for a guy who I thought was in the bathroom." Right. <clears throat> and he was like. And I mean, of course, I was talking to the person who I, who polishes my furniture. Um, I uh, but I was like, who would out someone like that? I feel like in the gay community, there is just a very like understood thing that you would not out a pu- you don't out anybody, and you also would not out a public figure like somebody who is, especially in two thousand three, you would not go call into someone's radio show and out them. Maybe I mean a they needed the plot to move along, well, but exactly. also I, I feel like also two thousand and three call in radio culture <laughs> probably may have been more shock jockey, even though that's mm. not really the show that this was. I I, I don't know. He's also being called. I, I it, it that didn't I didn't bump on that as hard as you did, but okay. yeah, I I I will tell you something. I did bump on hard because. The next step is they've introduced uh, Patrick Stewart at the beginning of this episode as like, you know, the the head of the opera committee or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And he directs he comes, operas. Yes. He comes back at Cafe Nervosa. And there's actually something I want to grab before this, but we'll go back to that. And he, what there was a comment where he said, I was outed like that. And then it was a long talk with my wife. He mm-hmm. said something earlier that made it sound like he was still married to his wife. Like I was, by the end it was, it was. Oh. Uh, yeah, he said something about like Mimi at home, blah blah blah, no, and I was like, that, "He's directing Lava Wim. Mimi is the main, one of the main characters." Of okay, Lava Wim. I thought his wife was named Mimi. I was like, "So wait, does this guy out of the closet too? He, he like, what's going like, on like, here?" Like Mimi's been putting on weight, and I said, "Darling, you die of consumption, not overconsumption. She dies of consumption." Okay, dokie. Okay. Let okay. me just wow. put on my. I gotta tell you, aristocratic hat, and uh, I, tell you about Lava Wim. We're on season 11, and I think I've done a pretty good job of keeping up with the high cr- upper crust uh, Frasier jokes for the most part. I don't think yes. there's been too many that have flown way over my head. But yeah, I was just, okay, that explains that. I wanted to back up to Martin's just whole reaction to his son being, quote unquote, outed on television. Mm-hmm. And him just being a being like, you think you tell people, like, because he was like, I'm in a coffee shop. I go into a coffee shop because I like coffee. Mm-hmm. You think if you didn't like coffee, you'd tell people. And I'm like this is really bad and annoying and I don't like this at all. And I definitely don't like that. They put those words into a gay man's mouth. Right. Right. Um, I no, I agree. I, I honestly, when you like said you checked out last episode a little bit at certain parts, that's kind of where I checked out a little bit. Cause I was like, okay, I'm just not here for Martin. I think I got, yeah, I, same, but I also think I got more hyper aware of that stuff as it was coming. Yeah. Of that malarkey. <laughs> Because Miles comes in and makes a few jokes that I thought were funny, but then the whole bit where he's like, you're my big sister, I, I wrote, this bothered me because I I just don't like humor, like, I like when he called, because Jill, uh, Jill, because Gil came in and like talked to him about being out, and then Fraser referred to him as an old queen, which is always, I don't know why, a funny 
uh, I, I just like that term. You old queen, and then run out. But then when when Niles referred to his big sister, I I don't know. Like to me, like queen is like something that I've heard gay people refer to each other as. So that seems better than big sister. I just don't like any jokes that are like you're less. Like if you're gay, you have to be less masculine than straight mm-hmm. people. Like there's or like qualifying someone being a man because they're a gay man. Like you yeah. know, I. It just that kind of stuff is where I'm like I draw a line. I'm like okay, or like a shameful to the father or whatever. I don't know. Right. Well, and Niles is calling referring to Fraser like as his big sister in a derogatory way. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's where yeah, where you at least I I bump on it with that. Um, are we, yeah. Do we want to skip ahead to the party that Patrick Stewart throws after he directs his opera? Is there anything in between there? Um, the, he goes over to the house. He sees them, and that's when they oh, start. Yes. It was funny because when they hugged, I go, oh, it looks like Frazier and Alistair are going to kiss on the lips, which they do later at the party. I'm not 100% sure Kelsey Grammer knew that was coming (laughs) because uh, apparently, you know, Patrick Stewart married for a long time, but his really good long-term friend is Ian McKellen, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. possibly since before X-Men. And they kiss on the lips when they meet each other. They're like, they're like, you know, they do that all the time. So obviously Patrick Stewart isn't doesn't you know have a problem with that, and the way Kelsey Grammer reacted to it, it almost felt like like mm-hmm. it wasn't like zoomed in on it; it was kind of zoomed out. So I'm wondering if Patrick Stewart just laid one on him and kept going with the scene. Um, and Fraser starts to realize how beneficial it is to him to be affiliated with Patrick Stewart. Like Patrick yes. Stewart gets phone calls from Placido Domingo. He talks about going taking Fraser to Madrid to see different operas and. Can I tell you how I know who Placido Domingo is? Oh, is it because of the Muppets? Yes, because of Placido <laughs> Flamingo. Yes. <laughs> From Sesame Street. Um, so anyway, Patrick Stewart throws this big party the, the night of that his opera opens. And it's like mm-hmm. the party everybody wants to go to. And Frasier is there and is like the belle of the ball, basically. Because Patrick Stewart just keeps fawning over him. And names Frasier as the... Uh, taking the place of somebody who's stepping down from the opera board. Like, I was now, like, does that stick... After this episode, do you think, or does he like pull it? You think I remember this episode? I don't no, no, I'm saying uh, it was more of like, what's your speculation? Oh, like, is um, this, or do they just never speak of this again? I think they never speak of it again. Okay. Yeah. Um, and more and more people are coming up and being like, oh, what's Patrick Stewart's name? Alistair. They're like, Alistair. They're like, Alistair's told us so much about you. And oh, you know, you're very special to Alistair and all these different things. And Frazier, this whole know, time is very... trying to say, like, we're just friends and I'm sure we're on the same page about this and everything is becoming increasingly clear to Frazier that they are not on the same page. And it's also, I feel like everyone's being very kind and being like, Oh, you must not be out yet. Like they're all kind of like, okay, sure. Like it was, I will say the second, the, the party on was very kind. Like it was, you know, it was, it was them in this environment. And it was, like I said, Frazier, there's a part where they do the, they start dancing, which I want to tell one story real quick. One time Tara and I were at a, uh, we were in Lorraine, at Lore- is it yeah Loray, Virginia mm-hmm. uh staying at a bed and breakfast and there was like a little like bar downstairs there was a band playing and she had a lot to drink I had a good amount to drink but she had a lot to drink she's like let's dance and we go up now Tara has worked in activities and all sorts of stuff oh, with yeah, she knows uh, all of the like every like ballroom dance there is doesn't she n- no but oh. what she does normally do is lead because they're mostly older mm-hmm. women. She goes with, so she's drunk. I'm pretty drunk. She goes to lead. And I, I, for some reason, all of my knowledge of how to dance with women like fell out of my head. <laughs> and do you let and her I was lead? Like, 
We well, no, we stood there and did like this, <laughs> like for like four few minutes. Like you lead, no, you lead, no, you lead, and then I was like. Wait, like literally halfway through whatever song we were going to, I'm like, I'm not 100% sure we're doing this right. And I started to like look around the room and see if anybody else was. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of older music. But anyway, it was just so funny. Yeah. I just always think I, that. I wrote that down that it must be so hard to follow in dancing when you are, when you've learned to lead. Like I, when I took ballroom dance, mm-hmm. we, we, we learned both because there, there weren't frankly enough men in the class. But we obviously, <laughs> yeah. like I practiced more following and it would be so hard for me to lead, honestly. So I think yeah. it would be really hard to follow. Um, but yeah, so they dance and there's a part where they spin. And A, Fraser looks like he's just having a wonderful the time. time of his life. Like, whether or not that character is gay, and there's probably definitely a reading from this episode that he is a closeted man. Mm-hmm. But there's also a reading of like, just to be that free and to be like, mm-hmm. I just love doing this. And I'm here with my friend and my friend and I dance together. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I like about Patrick Stewart is he's like has no qualms about toxic masculinity he's just happy to be with his friend and his friend likes kissing on the lips he's like sure we'll do that Mm -hmm. but like there's a part when he gets pulled back from the spin where it looks like he is so entranced in alistair for a second that i i like it looks like he shakes it off it look if you go back and watch it looks like he's like yes oh no and he's like no 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 part like when when, when they spin and then he spins out and he's like this yes yeah i know exactly what part you're talking about but to me that's what i mean like he looks like he's having the time of his life because his eyes kind of go up and yes but that's what i'm saying when he comes back like none of that has anything to do with high society that Mm -hmm. is him dancing with someone that Mm -hmm. he is just enamored and having a wonderful time with Mm -hmm. that's not the other things where it's like I'm going to give you this watch or I'm going to take you to meet yeah. Placido Domingo or blah, blah, blah. That's just him having a good time. That's why I genuinely believe, and like you said, that, that the end is very kind and Frazier is very, um, I don't know, like genuine. You really like believe him when he's like, I like can only offer my friendship and I truly enjoy like our friendship and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the way they present Frazier is he's not super judgmental of, mm-hmm gay people or the lifestyle so to me if he was i don't see a closeted fraser and it's not like he's like always like trying to please his father in any other way so it's not even like you could spin that i just think fraser wants to live in a world like i think that version of fraser would do well in a world where nobody judges him for literally anything it's like the one last piece that he hasn't been having of of high society is i just want to dance with alistair he's a wonderful man Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly um do you wanna? Do we wanna rate the episode? So, it's hard for me to rate. Uh, so, in 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 a little bit of the spirit of Ryan's email, I I will say I do think there are definitely problematic things with this episode, but overall, I really liked it. I laughed at some stuff that I don't think is necessarily appropriate, but there's a lot of stuff that I thought was good. I think it ended very kindly. I do want to point out one thing. I said here, mm. there's a part where Patrick Stewart says "Phrasia," and he says it in like a very specific way. That made me very happy. Um, I th- this matches the way I often say "Fraser" in my head, which is "Frazier." <laughs> <laughs> I saw this thing today that's not going to exactly tune with you, but maybe I'll post it. The thing, but it was this Hispanic guy going around to other Hispanic people and asking them how to pronounce X Men's name, mm. like members of the X Men, and it was like saber tooth and they were like sabre tooth and he's like no no <laughs> or like juggernaut it's like hoogernoot or something <laughs> like it's all just very like them pronouncing it as you like mnemonically mnemonically in in spanish and it really made me laugh um i'm gonna give it eight out of ten something but i don't know what it was i love this episode and part of it i think has to do with i like patrick stewart a lot i like that i called 
you know, this is helping to raise my esteem. I was originally going to say five. And now I think I would bump this up to seven. Um, especially now that you've told me that that Niles saying no poodle was a joke and not Niles actually being serious. Yeah, um, I, I think I might have read it wrong. God dang it, Laurel. I forgot to write down what the name of the magazine they kept hiding behind was, but it was something like Nude Boys Die yes. Daily or something. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I think I would give this perhaps, um, I don't know. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of an object from the episode. Seven. Frasier was an object in this episode. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, seven tiny squash shorts. Those shorts. He That is a bold move. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was something I don't know if he'd do when HDTVs are around. That's that's a real... Did you give it, you give it eight, but eight what? I was going to say eight out of ten, um, and then the name of that magazine that oh, I couldn't okay, quite okay, remember okay. that. That Niles hid behind, and Barry walked by and goes, hey, Niles, and just like, <laughs> which is funny because, you know, Barry apparently doesn't care because he lives upstairs from the K-Bar. I mean, there's something to be said of maybe he learned a lot of that stuff by yeah. having, like, you yeah. know, like, that's his local bar, yeah. and people come over and they tell him about fashion, and he's like, oh, okay, cool. cool. I don't know. Maybe that's just who he is. Who knows? Um, if you've got a thought on this episode, if you've got a thought on the last episode, if you're just happy that Julia has poochied her way out of the Fraser universe, Lord. let us know. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at craniacs on Twitter. We're still on Twitter. We didn't make the move to threads or whatever the new hotness is. I, I can't yet. I, I, there's so many social media networks. I just, I'm gonna, I would have to completely abandon Twitter. I think the reason a lot of people are moving to threads is because you can just go pull my friends list from Instagram and it yeah, does that. But I, like, I no means follow I don't follow the vast majority of people on Instagram on Twitter. Like Instagram is like my actual friends and most of my actual friends are not on Twitter. Yeah. I I just, yeah, I I wanted something. It's funny because I was like, oh good, we got something that's back from Twitter and I'm never on threads. So Mm -hmm. um, anyway, uh, Frasier, oh no, wait, hold up. Craniacs, a Frasier podcast on Facebook. That's where we do a lot of our social media. I was in an interview the, the other day and someone said, and it's not like anyone's on Facebook anymore. And I was like, <laughs> and I turned into the, the Saving Private Ryan meme where you just see Matt Damon age. Mm-hmm. Like that just happened in real mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where you can come find us. Uh, and also your <laughs> racist aunt and uncle. I don't mm-hmm. know. But come find us on Facebook. Uh, listen to us. You, if you're listening to us, you know where to listen to us. But if anyone asks, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts. Overcast, Stitcher. Uh, Overcast, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Um, come at us, find us, don't come at us, find us, listen to us, rate, review, subscribe, give us the highest uh, rating possible, five stars. If you're feeling like giving us four stars or lower, don't do that because Laurel may have a better use of your time. I do, everybody. This is just piggybacking off of a recommendation I made probably a year ago around this time, but season three of the other two is now out on Max. Uh, I have talked about this show before. It's a 30-minute comedy, and it is about two uh, siblings in their 20s who their younger brother is basically like a a version of Justin Bieber, and their mom is played by Molly Shannon, and she ends up being on a talk show and becoming very famous. And it is about them being kind of like the other two members of the family and them kind of struggling with their own showbiz careers and what that looks like for them. And um, they're at times very terrible people, but it's... It's just also a very endearing show, partly because, and I think I mentioned this when I first talked about this show, they have they do not have jealousy for over their younger brothers, like music success or um, 
their their mom's success they're very much like just want their own lives to go you know in, in a direction that they hope to, to to be hollywood success stories themselves and um it's just i i it's a show that i felt like could have just been one season and they've just done a really good job of continuing to develop the characters and stuff so it's called the other two season three is out right now on max and actually uh, just got nomin- uh, one of the episodes just got nominated for an emmy yesterday emmy nominations came out guys so yeah very cool um wanted to kind of piggyback off of that tara and i have started watching abbott elementary which i know is a recommendation <sighs> from yours at one point very good show definitely definitely if you're looking for something to kind of pick up that parks and rec vibe it, it does a really good job I'm of it so and it's happy. very it's very good it's, it's a lot of fun um my our favorite character is melissa uh, uh like scamenti or something yeah, the 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 uh, <laughs> italian mm-hmm. philly mm-hmm. because she does i don't know we so we started looking her up she's from maryland she's from silver spring okay and we she but she every she'll say hoagie and like mm-hmm. water she like has a philly accent like a <clears throat> really good one that oh, kind of yeah. just slips in that like just certain words which mm-hmm. is really you know it's very, <laughs> What's it's the murder dirter yes, was the show Caitlin's you really liked? in uh, Mary yeah. East Town? Yep, it is. Yeah. Um, no, she's great. I, w- one of my favorite characters is um, oh my gosh, it's Shirley Ralph's characters. Uh, now I now I can't think of Barbara. What? Barbara is yes, it? Barbara, Barbara the one yes. who who won an Emmy for it last yes, year. Yes, Barbara. I love she's wa- She's wonderful. It's just yeah, the whole show, and I love. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, guys, I, I love like almost everybody on that show. So. Um, also, have you yeah. gotten? You've probably already gotten past the episode. Are you in season one or season two at this point? We're in season two. Okay. So in season one, when Janine tries to change the light bulb and climbs up on the ladder, and like the, all the power <laughs> in school ends up going out. Okay, I hate ladders. I hate ladders and steps. I hate climbing up on them. I just I hate them. I feel very unsteady on them, no matter what. And so when when um. Oh my god, what's his name? I, no, Gregory is holding onto the ladder, and he's like, "Okay, go ahead, climb down." She's like. Am I doing it? And her like feet yeah. haven't moved. I'm like, that is me on a ladder. I then I then love when she gets in, accidentally stuck in the hot air balloon, and 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 Gregory's like, oh no, <laughs> he's like, she hates ladders. <laughs> I he's a really good character. He's the kid from Everybody, Everybody hates, hates Chris. Chris. Yes, and he is so good because his character. I love his whole like he hates food. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he just mm-hmm. he eats like six things. He's like, I don't understand pizza, and everyone's like, what? When he describes the Baltimore style pizza that's like extra crispy, extra wet, or mm-hmm. whatever, and then it, then it comes in. Tara, again, going back to our Tara, mm-hmm. you know, I think some of this might have been before we started recording, but Tara claiming she is a quote unquote better pizza eater than me. Don't know what that means. Was like that pizza looks horrible, and there was a little part of me going. I need it. Like I was just like I, I would not let that go to waste. Oh. That was it's a good show. Like so, just if if you're like me and you get on Laurel's recommendations years later, they're definitely worth sticking. Around you know, for. I, I do that too. I was late to Ted Lasso. I was late to Brooklyn Nine Nine. You mm-hmm. know, we all do that. But anyway, yeah. Well, well, uh, a gang. I don't know why I want to say that, well, but we'll just cut that up. We gotta, we gotta go into areas. Oh, yeah. So now it's well, time. Gang. It's time for us to really calm things down, Ryan. I hope you enjoyed this episode i hope things are going for you and just fall asleep and yeah. send us your money <laughs> just just remember just you know what just rate review subscribe let's just do that to all our listeners rate review five stars five stars, five stars. <laughs> absolutely and until next time i'm ryan Laurel is the expert.